Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here comes Peter Cottontail. He ain't hopping anywhere because it ain't a safe thing to do. You gotta stay at home and lock yourself down. This is Final Clown Podcast, episode 57, April 12, 2020. I'm your host, Dennis Worth. Uh, man, it ain't a safe time to go out. This coronavirus has got everything messed up. We're going to try and do two podcasts a week, but things are changing by the day, so <laughs> I ain't making any more promises. I'll get them out as soon as I can is all I can do. Uh, happy Easter, everybody, man. It is Easter, and uh, yeah, Jesus has risen. What a great day it is, and probably not getting together with your family, so I guess we'll do a podcast, and hey, we'll celebrate Easter together. Why not? As always, Final Clown Podcast brought to you by G-Vegas Buffalo Sauce. For the spicy, sweet, savory taste of game time, there is only one G-Vegas available at www.gvegas.webs.com. I don't know if you can put a buffalo, why not put an Easter egg buffalo sauce? I've done crazy things, you know. Hey, you get hungry, you start creating things. Easter egg buffalo sauce, you heard it first here on Final Clown Podcast. Uh, we discussed comedians, and today we are discussing a Boston comedian, and uh, hey, we do find a clown podcast right outside of Boston, Paula Poundstone, a Boston gal, and uh, you know, interesting career she's had, uh, ups, downs, like us all in life, you know, uh, she began in uh, the 1980s, uh, well she didn't begin in the 1980s, was the beginning of her rise to fame, she uh, did a series of HBO specials. Um, 1992, she did some, uh, backstage commentary for the presidential election, uh, for the Jay Leno's Tonight Show, which, you know, the Tonight Show, that just hits so many people, man. If you can just get any part of that show, I forget what it was, uh, it was one presidential race, they wanted one of the candidates that were running and they, nobody could get through to them, and once they heard Tonight Show, he came running out to get on, because just the exposure from being on there is just, it's insane. Um, and hats off to HBO, man, you know, uh, I know Carlin had, they think, the most, uh, comedy HBO specials, and, you know, it, it launched a whole new era for comedy, because, you know, uh, if they had you on The Tonight Show, it, it's public TV, and you can't just say whatever you want, because they'll get fined, you know, Howard Stern had that problem with the FCC on radio, where HBO was pay television, and that opened up a whole new thing where, you know, who was it, I think, uh... Uh, tip of my tongue, boy. I can't, can't think of it now. Anyway, there's a comedian. He, he wanted to be on The Tonight Show, but they said if you be on Bill Hicks, that's who it was. Bill Hicks said they wanted to be on a David Letterman show it was. They said, but if you come on, you got to work clean. And he's like, well, that's not really what I do. So what you're telling me is you want Bill Hicks, but you want me to come on and not be Bill Hicks, you know? So he wouldn't do it. Then finally they broke down and let him do the routine he wanted to do, but they never aired it. Then after he died, they brought his mom on and aired it years later and... You know, not really what he wanted to happen, but, uh, I don't know. You can make the argument they kind of used his mother after that because he might have told them to go F themselves, you know, that many years later. Hey, you, when I was a hot comedian, you wouldn't air it, but now that I'm dead, you want to air it and get publicity off of that, you know? But, uh, it did get aired, and I guess, hey, you got him out there, mainstream, which, you know, every comic wants to be mainstream. But, um, yeah, man, HBO, you could swear on there. I mean, and even, you know, I, I don't swear a lot in my act. I just 
choose a bunch of subjects, you know, off subject that people get uncomfortable talking about. It's not that I'm dirty. It's just, you know, the subjects, you know, I choose. So I, I can relate to that, you know, and it's so much more comfortable when you don't have to think about your comedy. We can just do that, be yourself and do your thing. It's such a more comfortable thing where if you get on these TV shows, you got to start thinking about, you're like, should I say that? Is that acceptable? You don't want to think too much. You just want to relax and be yourself. So what a cool time that is. Um, podcasts are the thing. She does Starbums podcast. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone and... You know, nowadays, I'll tell you, TV's going to be a thing of the past. Everything's going to Netflix and the computer, and these kids, they're all listening to the podcast now. If you're a comedian, you don't have a podcast, you're missing out. It's almost to the point you'd rather do a podcast than TV, because that's where the next generation is. They ain't tuning into TV like we did. They're all tuning into podcasts. So that's the place to be. That's where I'm at, and I'm having fun, man, because every week I get to talk about comedians I grew up listening to, my heroes. I get to find out facts about them that I didn't know. I get to share them with you guys, and it's an educational thing. And I'm talking about something I love, so I, I just I love doing this every week. So thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you guys for making it bigger each week. Um, Paula is a panelist on the quiz show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Uh, reoccurring guest on TV's A Prairie Home Companion, which uh, I've never seen that. But just the name, A Prairie Home Companion, I guess. If you're out on the prairie, you need a dog, or you need a cat, or... Maybe a prairie dog. I don't know what you get out there. But you can't be alone, you know. If you're going to be out there on the prairie living, you need... I remember what? Grizzly Adams when I was a kid. TV show. Some guy was one of her crimes. So he went deep in the woods and lived out there with a bear. So, uh, you know, no matter who you are, you need some companionship. That's why this is coronavirus lockdown is going to get everybody going nuts. Me, personally, I don't mind. I watch movies till I die. But I know my mom, she's going kind of stir-crazy staying home. She likes to get out and do stuff. And it's it's not mentally well. So if you need to go for a walk, I mean... You know, stay away from people, but your mental health is as, as important as your physical health. Um, as I mentioned, 1979, she started doing uh, open mics in the Boston area, which she's a Boston gal. And, you know, I do. I hit a lot of the same stages that, you know, uh, Dane Cook performed on, Jay Leno performed on, Paula Poundstone performed on, you know. So it's cool just hitting the open mics, knowing that all these big stars did the same rooms back when they were, before they were popular, when they were young comics. So it's cool playing the same places just to say you can hit the same stage and you're wondering how they felt when they they did it as compared to how you feel when you're doing it so that's a cool thing so uh, after 79 hitting the open mics in Boston she decided in 1980 to travel across country on a Greyhound bus and uh, stopping along the way in a bunch of different places do open mics along the way which I, I, I guess I've seen on Facebook a lot there's some train ride you can do like cross-country train ride for 300 bucks or something which I've checked into it, and you can stop and get off the train, and you can catch it later. Another one coming through if you want, and go places and do it. It'll always be cool. I always wanted to drive cross country, you know, save up some money and just sell off everything I own, drive, stop, do my thing, come back and retire. So someday, I got too much garbage. I'm a big collector. That's my problem. I don't know what to do with all my garbage around here, but damn, I got I got one heck of a show. I got a man cave, man. Everybody's got a man cave. I don't know many man cave stuff, but tough to sell it off. But boy, that'd be a heck of an adventure if you could just go. Go do what you want to do in life and have nobody stopping you. That's a cool thing. I respect you for that. Because that takes guts, man. Not everybody has the guts to get up and do something like that. You want to be safe. You know, do you want to be safe? Yeah, you might fall on your ass, but if you don't do it, you might regret it later. And that's not a cool thing either, you know. Um, she eventually stayed in San Francisco. That was where she made her permanent residence when she was done this trip. Uh, she caught the eye of some club owners out there. Out there's a bunch of cafes where they do comedy and stuff like that. 
1984, Robin Williams saw her show and told her she should move to L.A. That's what I always tell young comics, you know, like you're doing an open mic. Well, you never know who's watching you at the open mic, you know. I, I had one young comic ask me for some advice, you know, and he was up there. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Hey, what's up with you? And I'm like, you know, you only get like five minutes out there to start with, you know. Don't, don't waste it, you know, asking the crowd how they're doing, man. You make every second count. And he wasn't wearing a watch, which you don't really need one if you go a few seconds over and over mics, you know, it don't matter. But when it does matter, he's going to be ready if he uses a watch at the open mic. And if anybody's watching, which a lot of bookers do watch you, you're the one who's going to look professional by using the watch while the others ain't. So always be professional. I don't care if there's two people in the audience, be professional, man, because that's what's going to get you remembered. It's what's going to get you noticed. Uh, after uh, moving to L.A., uh, she did some stuff. She got cast in her first movie, Gremloids, um, uh, which led to, you know, obviously the HBO stuff and stuff that we uh, talked about. Time Magazine put her in the top five specials of all time, which of all time, if you figure, you know, top five specials, you that's in there with the Carlins and the Priors and the Kinnisons, and that's, that's really saying something right there. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, like I said, HBO would allow her to do stuff that, you know, she probably couldn't have done on network television. That's why it's a great mecca. Um, I've, I've been, yeah, I've been, I got, I put out a special, but the only way you can get it is you got to buy it on my CD after a show. And I've had some young kids, dude, CDs and DVDs, you know, yeah, what's a DVD? I never, you know, everything's online now. So I've been tempted to put it out online, but I'm not sure what I, if I should do that or not, but, uh. I got about 200 of them printed up, so I better, I better think about selling them first, get some of my money back. But, uh, yeah, the, the the digital age, it's all downloading and streaming now. Nobody wants to buy the old hard copies like we did when we were young, so different day and age. Uh, in her career, she had reoccurring roles on some of, uh, you know, big you know big name shows. Uh, the Rosie O'Donnell Show, Hollywood Squares, uh, Sybil, uh, that was a TV series for a while. Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman, uh, Hercules. Wander Sykes presents Hilarious, meaning a bunch of girls with hilarious girls, but it's not hilarious, it's hilarious. Um, not necessarily the news, which if you're from the 80s, you remember that one, man. That was that was before Comedy Central's Daily Show and stuff. That was the that was the making fun of the news segment back then. Not necessarily news. I remember that one. Um, 1997, she got some voice work, which is big money in voice work if you can get it doing cartoons or commercials or something. Big money in that. Uh, 1997 Science Court, which was an ABC cartoon, where she did a voice on there. She also did a home movie series for UPN, and later uh, Cartoon Network picked it up. So, uh, and you know, these are these are big. You know, ABC, Cartoon Network, UPN. These are big networks picking you up, man. You can get your name attached to those. It, it leads to work. You know, if you go to a comedy club, what are you done? I've been on Cartoon Network, UPN. I'm a, these are all credits to your name, man. So it's all. T take what you can get. Any exposure is good exposure. So get out there, get yourself some credits. That's what's going to get you paid in this business. Uh, you know, I do a lot of booking with a lot of big names, and it's like I don't make a lot of money on the big name shows. I can break even. I'm doing good, but you know, then when you go to the smaller places and you know you want to do a show, well, what are you doing? Well, I've worked with this name, this name, this name. You know, that's how you move up in the business by putting in the work. And it ain't easy. It's a lot of risk. I put up my own money, man. It ain't easy getting people in there. I, I bust my ass, but that's why I get ahead. I don't sit by the phone waiting for it to ring. I get things done. That's how you move ahead in comedy. You get damn things done. Um, she put out three CDs. Uh, and like I said, if you ask kids today, a CD, you put out a CD. What's a CD? And all the CD stores went out of business. You can't even sell CDs. We used to pay five, ten bucks for them. Now, 
you go to a flea market, they're charging like a buck or two for a CD because there's such a thing in the past. And I know uh, what Don uh, Don Henley of the uh, Eagles. He put a, he said, you know, YouTube they're ripping artists off left and right. Cause why go pay for a CD we can go on YouTube and watch it for free, man? And he said uh, YouTube spends a lot of money, you know, sponsoring political people so they can get away with what they do, but. That's why you gotta pay so much to go see a live show because they can't put out CDs and make money anymore. So you gotta pay double to see a live show now. But uh, the three CDs Paula put out back in the day when you could put out a CD was I Heart Jokes in Boston, North by Northwest, and I Heart Jokes in Maine. So she kept true to her heritage. She's a Boston gal, Boston, Maine. It's all in New England. It's all good. Um, she put out uh, a couple of books. Uh, there is nothing in this book I meant to say. Which, uh, I'm not a big reader of books. I was, I caught the movie reading was never my thing. Uh, not a lot interests me. I guess if you read a book, it's got interest in you and not a lot interest me. I read uh, the Sam Kennison book, Brother Sam. I read that. I couldn't put it down. So, not that I don't like to read. I just don't find a lot of things interesting, I guess. Um, and the second book she put out, The Totally Unscientific Study of the Search for Human Happiness. That's, uh, that's one hell of a long book title right there, Paula. I don't uh... I don't know if people are going to, what was the name of that book? Yeah, look it up yourself. I don't remember every word. But, um, hey, the, the search for human happiness, man. You know, and Very few people get to do what they want to do in life. You know, I saw you always the joke that uh, your job, that's the, uh, that's, the, that's the payoff, you know, to keep you from going for your dream, okay? Because your dream don't always pay your bills, okay? But your, uh, you know, your, your job will, but your job is the money that, gets you to live and that keeps you from going after your dreams so you know do you want to sleep on park benches and eat eat you know eat out of a, a dollar store and go for your dream or do you want to have a job and you know go for your dream on the side in a lesser manner those are the choices you got to make you know but i know a lot of those comics man they dropped everything they had moved out to la and that was going for it. There were nights they didn't know where they're going to get their next meal and waitresses had to slip them from free food or tie them off and a lot of them tucked tail and went home, man. The ones that didn't tuck tail, they stuck it out, man. They starved, but they hit the big time, man. And once you hit big time, then you're driving Ferraris and stuff. So do you got the guts to stick it out, or are you going to tuck tail and run? That's the question right there. Uh, let's see. She has uh, articles, uh, Hey Paula, in uh, the LA Times and Entertainment Weekly, where she writes articles. So that's always cool when you can get, in the get your own articles. That's cool. a local computer guy here. Around town, he is on article. I also it was only a local paper, but I still think it's cool. You're in the local paper. You're remembered for all time when you do something like that. Uh, she was listed number 88 on Comedy Central's 100 Greatest Comedians of All Time, and if you consider how many comedians were out there, number 88 is a pretty high spot. Um, you know, I, I use that list, you know, as a basis. I mean, I've gone off the list, you know, for the show on which comedians that I'm gonna do but you know they put it was more stand-up comedians they did as far as you know Abbott and Costello, Laurel and Hardy, you know Groucho Marx, you know Lucille Ball these are all the great comedians at the time but they're considered more actors than they are stand-up comedians so I, th I think instead of saying comedians all time Comedy Central should put it at stand-up comedians all time because that's what their their list was so maybe they did I'm not even sure but uh it, it is a good list if you're going for stand-up comedy which uh but you got to consider it was done 10 years ago. It was, you know, the Dane Cooks and the Ron Whites and the Larry the Cable guys. They wouldn't be on the list because they weren't comics back when they did this list. So maybe they'll do another of the 200 greatest and add another 100 to the list. Because uh, 
there's certainly some great up-and-coming comics, the Louis C.K.'s and the Bill Burr's. you got to get them on that list because they're just great comics of our time. The Chris Rock's. Well, Chris Rock was on it. Actually, he was out back then. Uh, let's see. Um, now, here's where you get in the interesting, at least I consider it the interesting. I always like the, you know, when you get off of comedy and find out what they're like as a real person, you know. Uh, she was a foster parent for years. And uh, she foster parented a number of children. Uh, she ended up adopting two daughters and one son. Which was always a cool thing. I thought my mother was adopted, and uh, you know her adopted parents—they were the biggest sweethearts. I, I loved them to death. And I remember, you know, uh, back then it wasn't a secret. I guess you, you know, they, you, you knew who the real mother was, which I think today they keep it a secret. You don't get to know. But uh, I remember years later they came to my parents. I think it was their 40th or 30th uh, wedding anniversary, and I was—I think 18. This lady showed up out of nowhere. She said, "I'm your grandmother." I'm your grandmother. I, was like, I never met you in my life. You know, my grandmother's up in Canada. Okay, <laughs> my adopted—you know, my mother's adopted parents. Those are my grandparents to me. I was kind of offended by it years later. I was a young kid. I realized now, hey, she was young, pregnant. Things didn't work out. She did what she had to do. But funny how you look at things different and young, and uh, as you are when you're old. And um, in October of 2001, I guess this was the gray area of her career. She was charged with. Felony child endangerment for driving while intoxicated with children in the car and three acts of uh, lewd conduct on a child under 14. In a plea deal, uh, they dropped the lewd acts and added one act of child endangerment. She ended up getting probation, six months of rehab, and uh, 200 hours of community service. And, uh, you know, she openly accepted responsibility for what she did. She said she never committed any lewd acts. But uh, she, she talked about her time in rehab, and, you know, that's all. How are you going to say, you know, we, we're all sinners. We've all messed up in life, you know. Do you try to make excuses, or do you stand up and take responsibility? And hats off to her. She took, up and took responsibility. And my, my best friend, he dealt with alcoholism, and, uh, you know, he did a lot of bad things, and it was the alcohol, and I, I seen it, and, you know, his, his kids really ended up disliking him for the stuff he did, and rightfully so, it wasn't right, you know, what he did, but I want to tell his kids, you know, there was a time when your dad, he was a great guy, man, before the alcohol, so, I mean, so, you know, get the help you need, he did get the help, he got sober for a number of years, he called them the demons, the demons came back to haunt him, and he went to so many AA meetings, he fought it, he fought it, he fought it, and at some point, you can only fight something for so long, he was out of fight, man, he was just... He was at a fight, he ended up committing suicide, and he just had no fight left in him. So, alcoholism, it's a mean disease. Get help if you need it. It makes you do things that you wouldn't normally do as, as a sober person. And, you know, uh, just if you have that kind of problem, get help and get better. And hats off to Paula for getting help and getting better. That's that's cool. It's all how you, how, how you handle things in life. And she handled it the right way by taking responsibility and getting help. So, uh don't let one one thing in time define who you are as a human being. So uh, certainly he's done a lot of great things in comedy. And, uh, and I, you know, I've been through the court system. I've told people this. You know, when you go for jury duty, if you have any criminal record, you're not allowed to do jury duty. And the reason for that is because they want ignorant people in there. Because here's why. Because the cops, they're just as dirty as the criminals, okay? If they want you and they can't get you, they'll trump up some charges like that okay quick as day that's why they want ignorant people in the system because if you've been through the system you know how dirty it is and i've been through the system and man these prosecutors they could give a shit less what the truth is they don't want the truth their their job is to stick it to you as hard as they can no matter what the truth is and that's why they want ignorant people so 
I, I totally believe Paula when she says she didn't commit any lewd acts. It was like, you know, if you smiled at somebody, it could be considered a lewd act, but they try to make you sound like you're some kind of friggin', you know, hard-time criminal because that's their job. They're trying to stick it to you as hard as they can, you know, so if I charge them with something really bad, maybe I can settle out and get something less bad, and that's how they operate. They don't care what the actual truth is if there was no lewd act, so... Don't believe everything the police, you know, tell you just because they're in a position of power because uh, they're just as dirty as the criminals. And if you've been through the court system, you know that. If you haven't been through the court system, then you watch TV and say, oh, yeah, they're on the up and up. They're the good guys. Yeah, well, good guys my ass, okay? They're out to stick it to you. That's their job. So it's a big game. It's a big game, and it gets caught up in time. But, uh, hey, do the right thing. You know. She got help. Foster parent, that's a cool thing. Adopting kids, that's a cool thing, you know. You got plenty of puppies. You get on the kennel and you see them locked up in cages. You feel bad, I got to adopt a puppy. Well, there's plenty of kids out there, man. They ain't got a parent. and uh, Man, what they wouldn't give to have a nice home to come home to. So I always thought of that something because my mother was adopted. I always thought of doing it myself. But then uh, I got caught up in child support. And boy, that'll keep you busy when you're working twice as many hours as uh, you should have to to support yourself and to support somebody else because, uh, well, I'm not going to get into that. I usually do get into that, but it's Easter, so we're just going to let that pass for today. But uh, educate yourself. That's what I can say. Before you judge anyone on any subject, educate yourself. Educate yourself about comedy because funny like a clown podcast, uh, laughter is the best medicine, and that's why we keep doing it because some people turn to drugs, some people turn to booze, and I turn to laughter. But, you know, you know, my mother told me that. She said, you should stop talking so much about the child support. I'm like, well, do you know what changes if nobody talks about it? Nothing. That's what changes. So, you know, if you believe in something in life, you talk about it. I turned to comedy. I told her, you know, if I didn't laugh about the situation, you'd probably be visiting me in a prison cell, not a comedy club, because I would have snapped. <coughs> All right, we sneeze here on uh, Funnily Clown Podcast, because I don't have a sneeze button, and if I did, I wouldn't use it, because it's human nature to sneeze. Hopefully that's not the coronavirus. It's just dust in my studio here. But, uh, yeah, hey, man, if you believe in something in life, man, uh, follow through. Comedy. Keep laughing, folks, and tune me in next week because laughter is the best medicine. Hopefully I'm keeping you informed, keeping you educated, and I'm keeping you laughing. I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.